Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I want to know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, old people's smiles, dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbol. Bida octo mon farste outwis mon kasabu haudon fu chi tang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa do lape turbs benas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the 10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, Kurt here, your host for today. Let's talk about dungeons. Um, dungeons are dirty and they're dank and they're sometimes they're demonic, sometimes they're dangerous. How many other D words can I put in there? But then what if you put a dome? What if you make this dungeon into a dome? Does that make it any more exciting? Does it make it more fun? Does it make it more funny? Well, we'll find out. 
We're going to talk to an amazing person that we haven't talked to since last time we talked about NPC cards, but we're going to talk about something even more cooler because it's going to be something that hopefully you guys are going to be able to help out to let this person not have a regular day job and instead have something that I'm sure he will tell you himself is going to be a dream come true. So we'd like to thank James D'Amato from the One Shot Network coming on and talking today. James, thanks for coming on. Hey, dude, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's always a blast to talk to you. And like I was remarking earlier, but when we were off mic about how it, it, I hate that uh, the only times that we've been able to talk are like when I'm promoting a dumb project because uh, I like you guys. I like you guys and it would be cool to, to hang out more. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Seriously. Well, we'll rope you into something, I'm sure, in the future. But until then... Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Dungeon Jump. But before I get into that, you've had this one shot network for quite a while now. How long uh, how long have you had it for? Uh, one shot is going to turn four, I think, on August seventeenth. I need to double check that uh, because <laughs> we put our first episode up was a Gen Con. Um, that I went to and Gen Con tends to shift like a couple days year to year so that's not a perfect tracker for it but I always know that oh our anniversary is coming up uh, when Gen Con is around the corner nice that's awesome so if you were to go into the past um, I'm gonna say 14 year old James D'Amato did you still have glasses back then I did Okay, so you're probably going to take those off, clean them up nice, because he's probably going to be like, oh, this is me from the future, you know? So you want to make sure that he knows what he's looking at. And, you know, if you told him that there's a possibility that you're going to be doing something that you love, and you're going to be getting... I hate to, I hate to use the word getting paid for it, because the, pe- <laughs> the people that are going to be helping you out are going to get a lot of awesome fun for, you know, for helping you guys out. You know, what would what would that what would that 14-year-old James say to you? I mean, he would probably tell me that Dungeons and Dragons is for nerds. Uh, I didn't actually start playing role-playing games until I got into college. But, you know, I, I think uh, he would be jazzed that I would be a professional comedian, you know, that that is something that I have wanted to be since uh, the idea of being a cartoonist died when I realized I couldn't draw things very well. <laughs> so, uh, like, it, it, it is a really crazy dream come true. It's a dream come true and in, like, a form that I could not have ever predicted like in you know even my wildest imaginings but after four years of working really hard at one shot our patreon has grown to a point where where I, it can almost support me on its own and uh hopefully by creating this new project the dungeon dome uh, a new series uh that will be presented like in a seasonal format uh for people i will be able to supplement my income enough to step away from the day job and, you know, put my full uh, love and attention towards this project and uh, pursue other projects that I've always wanted to do. That's awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely excited about the aspect of this that is me getting uh, to step away from the day job. Uh, and it is, like, 
I, I, I still can't believe it. I, I all honestly thought that I was going to die with a miserable job <laughs> uh, that ate away at my soul. And it's it's just very exciting to live in a world where, where that is not necessarily the case. Nice. <laughs> so before we talk about what Dungeon Dome is, I feel like I just said that, which I basically did. Why did you decide that Dungeon Dome would be the project that you would focus on? You've got all these wonderful projects that you're working on right now. I, I, you know, dare I say, any of them could, you know, take the take this, you know, spot for your Kickstarter. Why, why Dungeon Dome? Well, um, mainly because uh, a lot of the projects that I'm doing now, I, I don't plan to stop when when I leave my day job. Uh, those all very much are going to stay in production. Like One Shot is going to con- continue production. Um, campaign is continuing production. Uh, the main thing uh, that led to Dungeon Dome being the thing uh, is I, I wanted it to be an actual play project. Uh, when Kat and I were... Uh, working on our game design projects, you know, like we are very passionate about game design and we love it, but the whole like being a publishing company thing uh, does not appeal to me as much as being an entertainer. Um, so I wanted it to be an actual play project. And the thing that made it Dungeon Dome rather than another thing, because Kat and I over the years have floated uh, the idea of doing other actual play projects uh, that 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 you know we're not one shot we're not campaign. The reason I want it to be Dungeon Dome is it is a new take on actual play. Um, at least from what I've seen, like I know that there is so much actual play out there that I can't possibly hope to consume it all. Like I can't have my pulse firmly on the actual play market, but. It, it is this exciting new thing that like has developed in the past decade or so of being able to share games with people. And most of the games that we've been sharing, you know, have been a very traditional game that you are putting a microphone or a video camera in front of. And so with the Dungeon Dome, I want to take a game that would not work if it weren't actual play. Uh, you know, create a game experience that like you wouldn't run this because it wouldn't make sense to run it. Dungeon Dome is like a really weird and experimental thing. And because we have this new medium of storytelling of of the actual play format and the streaming format where you have a live audience watching and sort of playing along with you, I I just wanted to take advantage of that. I I wanted to see where it could go. And so the Dungeon Dome is like a first step in an experimental direction uh, to see what what we are capable of in in terms of actual play yeah and it makes sense and you know and i only ask this because i just want to make sure that you know the people listening know but still you have a couple up on youtube right now that are able to you're able to kind of you know dip your dip your feet in and just kind of watch and it's nice to watch some of the people that you know and love from you know your circles and um, you can tell that it's something that you are serious about and that you like and that you're really trying to hone in on because I, the one I was watching, all the players had a problem with not just talking to you, but talking to the camera. And I can, I can, <laughs> I can tell on your face, you were like, okay, you know, we're filming this, so you can't just tell me like we're at a, you know, like we're doing a role play. You have to actually look at the fans that are watching you, you know. And one of them even commented like, no, yeah. no one's watching this. Yeah, there's like a... 
you know, a couple hundred people watching this. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're actually making sure that they're entertained, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's an interesting, different, weird thing because like a lot of people, like even the people that I have at my table who are mostly performers are used to these games as like kind of a private thing. And like only in the very back of their mind, are they thinking about, Oh, James is going to take this. He's going to upload it. And then tens of thousands of people are going to download it and listen to it with the dungeon dome. You know, it is, is so akin to stage performance because the audience is right there with you. Like they are watching events unfold live and they're actually affecting what's, what's happening. Um, so it, it, I think, it changes uh, the perspective for a lot of performers. Like, you know, they're used to playing privately. Now they're playing publicly. They're used to performance being a thing where they're isolated from the audience. And now the audience is very much an active part of, of what they're participating in too. So like, that's, that's one of the things, like, I'm glad that you picked up on that. Like it's, it's in a weird stage where it, it quite doesn't know what it is yet. And definitely even the performers don't quite know what it is, but like, I really feel like there's something cool there. And you know, I want to, I want a good group of folks to, to come on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like that idea because it's one of those things that even if it, even if it works, I don't know, I'm not trying to say like it works poorly when it happens, but like if it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to, that doesn't make it bad. Because, you know, like I said, like talking about it and just watching it, like, you know, it it just, it makes you laugh because you've got like, you you know, eventually you'll probably have that person that knows that and that will do, okay, I understand that I should be talking to the camera right now, but I'm going to be the heel of this and I'm going to be looking at you the whole time. And then every once in a while I'll look and just be like, eh, whatever. And then look the other way, you know? So I like that idea because, you know, with something like this, it's got a it's got a lot of room to not only grow and morph but it also has uh, this thing where it kind of tests the players themselves that are doing this cuz not only they're doing a role they're having to remember you know things that they're supposed to be doing and you know you know what within their character themselves but yeah it, it's just it's cool to see how it you know how it's going to morph itself into you know what it could be so let's let's talk a little bit more about what Dungeon Dome is now and what it could be eventually. Absolutely. I mean, I I think sort of all games uh, that you run uh, as the GM are an act of game design in and of themselves. Like every table is unique and different. Even if you are working off of the, you know, D&D 5th edition core book, the way you play is going to be different than the way another group plays. Uh, So there's that sort of collaborative game design feeling there. And that's uh, how I'm approaching the Dungeon Dome project is this is game design. Like what we're seeing is like a live active game design where we're taking this very familiar thing uh, of Dungeons and Dragons and we're putting it in a new context uh, for both uh, the people who are playing uh, and me running it and the audience who's watching. But, you know, since we're alluding to it a lot, we might as well talk about what what the Dungeon Dome is. Um <laughs> I don't want to confuse the audience too much. Um, so to, to let uh, MFG cast listeners uh, who might not know what, what the Dungeon Dome is in on it, uh, I am producing a new actual play project uh, that's inspired by professional wrestling. I am 
having my players uh, create gladiators uh, in an fictional combat arena called the Dungeon Dome, where they are going to be doing player versus player combats uh, that will tell, will be strung together and tell a larger story. And sort of like wrestling storylines, you know, there are going to be rivalries and alliances that are built up and played out in the combats themselves. So if you're, if you like that sort of larger than life storytelling of, of characters with huge personalities entering into an arena and battling it out, uh, I think you'll like the Dungeon Dome. I'm also trying to play with D&D a little bit because I'm not just putting straight combat challenges in front of players because you do more in D&D than just whittle down people's hit points. I'm trying to make D&D itself uh, into kind of like a sport where there'll be challenges where players have to navigate dungeons and, and whoever manages to come away with, with better treasure faster is going to be crowned the winner of that particular match. So my players are also going to be, you know, playing some really interesting competitive D&D. Um, so like my... Uh, Inspirations from this like definitely came from professional wrestling, definitely came from like the idea of gladiatory combat, uh, gladiator combat. And the other part of it uh, came from actual real-life competitive D&D. Uh, there are certain groups of people who are out there who will like run D&D as a competition where they will present a party with like a room in a dungeon and whoever can solve the room faster, like in fewer moves, is uh, crowned the winner. So I'm taking that idea, I, I'm combining it with this sort of wrestling storytelling idea, and I'm making it an interactive experience with our audience. The very early prototype Dungeon Domes uh, that you can watch on our YouTube page uh, have the audience interactive elements of the audience being able to grant uh, players in the Dungeon Dome inspiration uh, to use special moves, to use for like what you would normally use in inspiration for in D&D, and to vote on whether players uh, live or make a death save. So... Uh, like it's it's a really weird actual play. It, it, it's it's very different than a lot of the other actual plays that are out there. But I really think that there's a big contingent of people who are going to like it, and I would very much like to produce it uh, for them. Uh, that sounds awesome. So I have a couple of questions. So with these dungeons, do you tear, tailor them specially to what you know the cast of characters is, or is it something where? You find something random, you say, yes, I would like this, and then play it as is. Um, so it's sort of a combination right now. I have a 15-episode story arc, a rough story arc, of matches that I want to be like the core plot for the Dungeon Dome. And I've sort of like... I'm going to have these characters go into this match because they will have gotten heat with each other from a previous match. And so the whole Dungeon Dome is sort of a tree of what I think are interesting matches with character personalities that I think are going to clash in a cool way. So, and, and some of them are just like, I know I need a fight here. I, it doesn't really matter what the fight is. So long as two characters fight here, that's all that really matters. And others are very specific structured matches. Like, uh, 
one match uh, that I came up with that I, I really enjoy, I call the Champion's Dilemma match. Uh, it's two combatants versus a monster, and it's two non-teammate combatants have to fight a monster together. Before the match, they each have to drink a potion that their partner chooses for them. This can be a helpful potion or like, that's like a buff for them or a harmful potion like a poison. If both competitors survive their battle with a monster, they each receive minor rewards. If only one survives, uh, the survivor gets a major reward. And if both competitors die, they each receive nothing. Uh, so it's taking that, you know, uh, prisoner's dilemma game theory and it's applying it to a match that has like story consequences where a player can go into this and go, okay, I know optimally for my character, I should probably choose to give my opponent a buff because like then we'll both get it through and it will at least get something. But, you know, there'll be the character decision of like, oh, I know my character hates this person and wants them to go down no matter what. And so it would be worth risking getting nothing just to, you know, achieve that character goal and take down that other player. So I, I want to play with that idea. And I, I, I've like, there are already rivalries that have formed. Like if you watch the first Dungeon Dome matches, like you can see, uh, the way they went, uh, there are certain characters that going into season one of the Dungeon Dome already sort of have a rivalry, already have heat with each other. And I have put those characters in a position where they'll be in a Champion's Dilemma match because I want to see how the players react to that circumstance. I want to see how the characters react to that circumstance. And I want to take the audience along on that journey. Well, I can definitely tell where the feeling of the wrestling comes in because what you just described there just feels like a major plot point from an old 80s <laughs> WWE, WWF uh, standpoint. So that's that's awesome. So, you know, right now it's in, in its infancy and you're looking for funding and stuff like that. So, you know, when you're looking for this funding for people to help you out, what are some of the things you're looking to improve on this Dungeon Dome to make it not just a better quality actual play, but to bring, you know, more drama and, I don't know, maybe even visuals to the fans. Like the biggest thing, like most of the money coming into the Dungeon Dome is actually just making it possible. Like without a certain amount of funding, I won't have enough time to do it because I'll have my day job. But after that, we are focusing on paying performers and paying the crew. The Dungeon Dome is filmed in our uh, Pocket Dimension studio here in Chicago. We have a streaming setup that has four cameras and there's a live operator who switches between camera views. And so we need to pay them. We need to pay the actors who are sitting down to the table and playing the characters, you know, for taking time out of their busy lives in order to do that. But after all of that, we do have a props budget and a scenes budget. And if, if you watch the original Dungeon Dome, you'll know that we have an actual model dome built up uh, that we use miniatures in. Um, and I, I would like to make that a lot more elaborate. I want to get uh, more crazy devices and props in there to really make uh, the Dungeon Dome come to life. And for the props budget, the real life props, I have found a place that will make a custom wrestling champion's belt for us. So 
I will actually make a heavyweight champion Dungeon Dome belt that the winning players will wear every time they step into the arena as champion. I'm I'm very excited about that. I think that'll be like a fun little boost for the audience. But uh, also, I am going to go onto Hero Forge. We know one of the designers on Hero For- Forge. I think is a great site. If you don't know Hero Forge, they allow you to 3D print your own custom minis uh, that you can use in their fairly robust uh, digital miniature creator. And we're going to get miniatures created for all of the characters in the Dungeon Dome as well. You know, it is like sort of an action figure dollhouse situation uh, that <laughs> like that sort of play coming into it. But I, I think those visuals are a lot of fun. I, I think the idea that the Dungeon Dome is is like an actual physical thing is really neat at least that appeals to me a lot and i want the audience to like get those thrills out of it yeah and i'm sure they will just because anybody that's ever played DD for the most part i mean I, there's some of those old school people that like to play it in their minds but there's a lot it seems like nowadays they're just they're just so with 3d printing and miniatures and and maps and stuff like that. There just seems like there's just so much out there. And the Dungeon Dome is a great medium for all of that. So that's going to be cool. The one request I would ask is that maybe we can get some real flowers for Patrick O'Rourke when he comes <laughs> in. Because those fake flowers... Uh, oh, we we, we want to see him really covered it. in poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. That, maybe but, not poison you know, ivy. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, just maybe make him up a little bit better. But no, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was great that he came in with those. I just, I, I did too. I, I, I like, I want to see people like be able to enter the arena with, with more elaborate costumes too. <laughs> Though I don't know that I'll be able to talk every performer into, into going as, as whole hog as Aram and Pat did for that. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's great. So we've got this Kickstarter of yours is going to be running from July 10th to August 8th. Mm-hmm. What other, you know, what am I missing? What are some, what are some things that, that we're looking for? What are some of the things that when we're putting in for this Kickstarter, is there something that we miss? Is there something that you really want to hit on that we just haven't touched based on? So I, I, I think the big thing the, that we get out of the Kickstarter, like because the Dungeon Dome is streamed um, because it's a new project uh, that I want to get people's eyes on. It's not a thing that's exclusive to the Kickstarter. If you don't back the Kickstarter, it's not like you won't be able to see the Dungeon Dome. Uh, Backing the Kickstarter will get you access to higher quality video on demand. Backing uh, the Kickstarter will get you access to podcast versions of the episodes. If like you're not the type who who sits there with with a screen like I get that um, so we're doing podcast versions of episodes but what backing the Kickstarter really does for you is it allows you to get higher engagement with the dungeon dome like you'll be able to actually affect the world of the dome based on your backer level you can do things like suggest uh, critical hit 
and critical failure results that we will actually, you know, draw or roll randomly on a table when there's a match going on. Like your critical hit could be the critical hit that takes down one of uh, the big important characters in the Dungeon Dome. We also have levels where you can create uh, traps and hazards uh, that will be featured in the Dungeon Dome because the Dungeon Dome is not just a static arena. It is an arena that is full of deadly traps and like Machiavellian devices that will also be uh, lethally dangerous to the competitors within. Uh, We have a level that is one of my favorite called the Dandelion Club. On one of the matches uh, for the Dungeon Dome, unfortunately, this is the only match that we lost. Uh, The two combatants fought a lich horse named Dandelion, who is like a celebrity monster in uh, the Dungeon Dome universe. And the Dandelion Club allows you to work with me specifically to create a new celebrity monster that will be in the world of the Dungeon Dome and will be featured as one of the matches in season one. They will be like the pe- the monster that uh, our players have to fight. So I am looking forward to like not just having Kickstarter backers support the project, but working with my Kickstarter backers to make the Dungeon Dome into an event that like feels fun and cool because they had an effect on the world. So if you like the idea of this project, if, if you think you would have cool ideas for it, if you back the Kickstarter, your ideas will be a part of it. And that's the thing that I think people are looking for when they're thinking of something like this, because, you know, it's not, it, of course, it's something you want to watch, but it's nice to have a little bit of input on it. So that's going to be awesome to be able to, you know, decide, you know, what happens to which characters being able to, you know, put an actual character in the story and hopefully make it as crazy and creative as Dandelion was. I mean, it's, I mean, you just, you really can't beat that. And it's, it's a good way to interact with something that is going to be, to me, I mean, it's already, the th- what I've seen already is just a ton of fun. Just so just to see where it could go from here is just, it's just icing on the cake. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for, for what we will discover in this first season of the Dungeon Dome. Like, If we manage to fund and we actually get to start playing it out, we'll uh, start to understand more as performers what that sort of creative relationship with an audience means, like what the audience can bring to the table and how we can bring it to life. Uh, because, you know, we're right now streaming an actual play like we are on the frontier of a new type of role playing game. And it's it's really exciting to see that unfold. I can't wait. I really think within the next couple years, we're going to see role playing games that are designed specifically for podcasts and specifically to be streamed. I'm excited to start juggling with all of these weird mechanics, and I am excited for the story of the Dome. Uh, One of the things that I haven't talked about is uh, I I chose this wrestling format because uh, one thing that I have always wanted to see is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays played out via professional wrestling. It's like something that would never happen on most circuits, but there is a play that I feel lends itself to a wrestling storyline very well. So in the Dungeon Dome, we are one of the the B plot to the Dungeon Dome is just going to be my favorite Shakespeare play playing out. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, If there are other Shakespeare nerds out there in in the audience, I, I 
cannot wait for them to like uh, listen in and watch uh, to see what play we might be working with. Um, I'm really excited to show that off to people. Yeah, yeah. Something like the Dungeon Dome, it really, it really lends itself to a lot of playing around and throwing stuff like that. You know, you can take just like anything that you kind of tinker with. There's always stuff in the back of people's minds that is from something else, but it's also your creativity and to make it something new. So it'll just be, it'll be amazing to see what comes out. And I'm sure again, people will be excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited uh, to see it with them. I'm, I'm hopeful for this Kickstarter right now, but I'm, I'm excited to get it out there. So yeah. So go out there guys, July 10th, going to have a full month to fund this. It's going to be awesome. We always say, "Oh, I ho- I hope it happens." That you know it's going to happen. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for I can't wait to see it. I mean, and it, it'll be cool. Like it's weird like you know, just I thought about this today cuz I was working myself. Imagine that. And you know, I thought, "God, it'd be just it'd be weird to just be like, "Sorry guys, I'm doing something I've always wanted to do and I'm not I'm quitting this," you know? So it's just it's just amazing to think that you're on your way to do that, and I am so on board, and I can't wait for it to happen. Well, I I really hope so, um, but mainly because it's going to free me up to uh, to talk to more wonderful people like you. Uh, yes. So that'll be rad. I cannot count on like all of my limbs how many cool things i've had to drop out of because i i have a day job that demands my time but uh if i get to do this like i will be free to do so many other cool things that i'm very excited That's about awesome. all right well again go out there go fund it see what it's all about go on youtube if you don't if you don't know dungeon dome thank you james for coming on it's always a pleasure Thank you so much for having me, seriously. And and, and thank you, listeners, uh, for, for sitting through this. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate uh, giving the time. Uh, check the project out. Um, see if it's something you like. And, you know, if you do not have the money to support it, like, pl- the best thing you can do is just share it with your friends. The, the more people see it, the better. Um, and thanks. Tweet it. Retweet it. Get it out there. All right. Well, for James, I am Kurt, and this was the MFG Cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast Creating legends One die at a time